Welcome back to episode 80 of the Draft FC podcast. Welcome back to the Draft FC podcast. My name is Mitch and I'm your host. And in this episode, it's part two of our run of guest pods with you, the listeners. Um, I put a call out a couple of months ago to see if anyone would be up for some chats about all things draft, fantasy Premier League over the summer. Um, and thankfully, a few people reached out. We've had some great conversations. If you've missed the episode before, that was the first one, uh, my chat with Nikolai. And in this episode, I'm chatting with Andy, who's coming to us from Somerset. We recorded this episode on Sunday the 10th of July, so all transfers um, and player speculation is accurate as of then. So obviously there are a few things that have moved on since then. And uh, I should point out that the signal quality uh, from Andy wasn't 100%, but it's still a very listenable podcast and I'm sure you'll all enjoy it. Before we get into that, I obviously need to mention that some of you may still be expecting to be hearing the FBL Draft Hub podcast, but we are of course now under the new name of Draft FC and would encourage everyone to head over to draftfc.co.uk to see everything that we've been working on during the off-season. But without further ado, let's get into this one. Welcome to the second guest pod of the newly named Draft FC podcast. I'm delighted today to be joined by Andy. Uh, I'll let him introduce himself uh, in a minute, but uh, I know from our messages already he's been playing draft for a few years already uh, and in fact he's just told me he's already been flying the flag for draft uh, on another podcast last year so he sounds like just the man to get on the podcast so welcome Andy uh, do you want to introduce yourself uh, yeah hi yeah I'm Andy uh, I've been playing draft for five years now um, when it first came out on the official site basically I was sort of getting a bit tired of standard FPL and everyone having the same team and like the template and same captain and just, you know, and this is just a fresh approach and it definitely, I find it a lot more challenging and I say if you get a good group of mates or whatever in a league, you, you have a real good time with it. Yeah, well, you're preaching to the choir here. I think we've probably been going the same actually. Yeah, we're going into our sixth year this this coming season. Is that the same for you guys? Yes, yeah, because yeah. I think that was the first year they brought the format yeah. out on. Yeah, yeah. So, have you got one sort of one main league or more than one? How many leagues are you usually in? Uh, I've got one main league that everyone takes pretty seriously, um, and then I just sort of join a few random leagues here and there. Just to, a lot of use a lot of them just to do sort of drafts, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And then I just sort of, you know, do the waivers once a week and do the team. It doesn't take too much effort to sort of keep on top of uh, you know a team or two. But yeah, one main league, and that's a, yeah, sixteen man league. Um, so it's pretty sort of cutthroat. Yeah, sixteen team um, leagues. That is a whole different ball game. I mean, ours is um, has been. Well, it was nine, and then it was ten. It's been ten for a few years now, uh, and we're actually adding in an eleventh man um, for the upcoming season. And even that, people, nice. even that, people are moaning about the the lack of options that are going to be on the waiver wire. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't imagine. Well, I've played in a couple of very casual sixteen team leagues, and uh, yeah, that's that's a whole different uh, kettle of fish. Um, so I need yeah. to ask from the start as well. Who is your who's your team? Are you a Spurs man? I can't so, remember. Yeah, yeah, same as you, fellow Spurs man. Uh, and yeah, was that a sort of um, affliction you inherited from your dad, or how have you ended up uh, supporting Spurs? Yes, yeah, 
yeah it's a curse i inherited yeah it's yes yeah, same as me then <laughs> yeah yeah and i've been passing it to my boys yeah it's only right isn't it really um having suffered yourself yeah, i think so yeah um although, yeah, well, although, hopefully hopefully things are going to change yeah i was going to say uh, maybe we'll come on to that later but it's um, not the most pessimistic uh, off season i can say we've ever had uh, it's definitely looking up but uh, yeah we'll, we'll probably touch on that a bit a bit later on so with your draft league then is everyone reasonably local for meetups and stuff uh yes we yes we're 15 of us are local um one's in manchester so we don't expect him to come down for draft night um but he say we normally get sort of 14 15 there every year um so we book out the local football club so a few few beers and sort of chew the fat after go through the uh the draft picks analyze get stuck into some sort of dodgy mm-hmm. ones and uh, make it make a night of it it's uh yes yeah, it's, it's at least one of the sort of to look forward to yeah no it's it's one of the best best days of the year um i mean we've obviously the last couple of years it's been a bit more difficult to all meet up but um we're all reasonably local, so we can get together. Uh, most of our get-togethers, I think, are, are more the sort we we do a Christmas meal and then an end-of-season meal, which kind of plays into the the money and the prize aspect of of the league. Have you got Have you got some money on the line in yours? I'm assuming. Yes, yeah, I've got money on the line. We all stick in a you know set amount at the start of each season, and and it's sort of we have manager of the month every month, and um, we do a cup that we sort of run between ourselves from mm. sort of like. Uh, around Christmas time, it sort of normally finishes around New Year, uh, like a head knockout. Um, so we do that as well. Um, but then, yeah, attend the Christmas do and a end the season do, which always just turns into a big session, really. But it's yeah, it's good fun. Yeah, yeah, nice. So obviously, a very pertinent question to now is: what's your sort of what's your draft day preparation look like? Are you someone that just wings it on the day, or have you got it all mapped out beforehand? Uh, I wouldn't. I don't wing it, but I say we get people you turn up with sort of spreadsheets and lists in depth, serious, serious prep and going through every player and crossing it off on their list. And yeah, real, a lot of prep goes in. I, I tend to try and keep it all up in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know what I want and I'll, I'll do, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of, mock drafts and I'll just join a load of 16 man leagues if I see a 16 man league I'll just join it and then mm-hmm. do the draft so because you need to know what sort of thing you're playing with around 8, 9, 10, 11 picks because you think you set out what you expect to get and it's always a lot less than that um, but you still find a few diamonds in the rough especially sort of the promoted sides that's what you got to go after I think later rounds Yeah well I guess in a, in a 16 team league you've definitely got to mine those those newly promoted clubs haven't you? Yes, try and try and pick up their talisman and the ones who are just you know banking on ninety minutes really. Uh, yeah, I, I t- try and do as many mocks as I can really. I think that's the way and it keeps you sort of a bit sharper to do it because you can think if, if the player you've lined up for five minutes just goes just before you, you need to have a few other options. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely spot um, the blokes who are, who aren't fully prepared when they suddenly panic when their turn comes around because the bloke that they wanted has just gone and they've got absolutely no clue who they're going to grab next. But uh, yeah, that's, I, I don't like being one or sixty. I don't like being in the top or the bottom. I'd rather be. I like to be in the middle because you can think about your picks. You don't have to rush two at a time. I find that a bit a bit stressful. Yeah, I mean, blind. Yeah, I guess if you go first in a sixteen-team league, you're waiting what thirty-four 
players you've got to sit and watch go by. No, not thirty-two. About thirty players go before you. Um, before it's back to you, haven't you? So that's. Uh, yeah, it's all good and well. You get Salah, so you're not going to finish bottom, but you might struggle to win it from there. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. You're probably better off somewhere near the bot. You know, in the middle of that pack and getting two half decent guys, which can go a very long way. I'd imagine in a in a league of sixteen. What What are your feelings on newly signed blokes? So obviously, there's a few big names that have joined this summer already. Are you someone that's you know tends to stay clear of them, or or are you up for a bit of a gamble? I always used to be, and that was probably my biggest downfall. I always see the names up in lights and think that's that's the boy he's going to come in and score. You know, Morata was the one that done me first year. Uh, I you know thought he was going to be the bee's knees for Chelsea. I kind of all the hype. I think I remember he's got a hat trick at Stoke, and I thought, come on, the one here, and then he just went, yeah, just literally went downhill dramatically. And then I remember got excited all the hype with Naby Keita. I think year after I got him second round, and he was awful. Um, so after that, I've just I try and steer clear, to be honest, unless it's uh, maybe a you know not I wouldn't I don't think I'd use my first round or second round on a new signing now. I think I'd wait a little bit lower um, as a, as a sort of a wild card pick. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why someone like Harland, I know he's you know it's a very good chance he's going to hit the ground running. But I I be honest, if I first five, I wouldn't have him in there just because I'm concerned about normally. Guardiola's second season is when the boys he gets a season they get him in and then they come come in hot second season so that sort of concerns me a bit although if I got him I'd be expecting big things <laughs> but whoever gets him you could either win you the league or you know and his injury record as well so yeah yeah, yeah. it's a bit risky I think but it's I say it's, it's boom or bust player really yeah I think if someone could tell you right now that he was going to play I don't know 25 games you'd probably take him but it's it's just it's just such a such a risk isn't it uh, yeah and you mentioned the injuries as well not just the fact that they're going to probably be careful with him but just the injuries as well but yeah someone will get him and it's uh yeah it's boom or bust for for that bloke um what i should have asked you at the top is i mean how how you got on last season now obviously you sent me a pretty thorough list of uh spreadsheets from your league which in itself is a pretty good indicator that the league's taken quite seriously when you've got all of the years (laughs) all of the tables the manager of the months all nicely laid out in there so that no one can dispute what's gone on Uh, but from from looking at the forehand obviously you won uh, this season just gone which is obviously a massive massive achievement for a 16 team league and before that you've been pretty much there or thereabouts haven't you yeah i've been pretty steady um tend to always storm it till Christmas and then just fall away. I think mean, I was always a bit bit rash on the with the waivers and the trades and sort of chase well I just you know losing patience with one or two that I should have kept sort of and they get dropped for one week and I think that's that's them done. Get rid of them and they'll come back and you know blazing. Mm-hmm. But um you know I, I, this last season just gone um well basically the two rivals in the league had Son and Kane. That was when Tottenham sort of went firing, started to sort of smash everyone. Um, and they overtook me then. So I had to use the trade. So I had to trade money for Kulisewski. And I think a few of them thought, what's he doing that for? But I just needed a piece of the Tottenham front three, basically. Mm. Um, but yeah, so it turned out pretty well. And yeah, I think 
I think you've got to trade. If you want to win a 16-man league, you've got to trade because you've got to try and pay the fixture swings and take a punt um, when you fancy someone, fancy an upcoming run. Even you've got to put one of your diamond players on the on the line got things done you well. Try, try and trade high and look at some players that haven't been performing. You think, oh, I think they can turn a corner sort of thing. Yeah, well, I guess the, there's just not the value in the waivers, is there, in a 16-team league? So you have to start looking, shopping around the other the other teams. But, um, I mean, on the Kulisewski note, personally, I, I, I'm so shook whenever it comes to Spurs players. Um, I'd sort of rather stay away from them, in a way. i just just let other, you know, I'd rather enjoy them banging it in on the telly and I'm not too worried about the fantasy <laughs> but when I've but you know I, I remember the season I had Kane and it's nice obviously when he's banging him in because you've got the double joy but then it's the double gloom when when you have a bad week yeah if he misses a penalty or something yeah <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so yeah so you mentioned there so you, it sounds like you're pretty busy in in the season then with your with your trades and and pickups and stuff yeah like yeah I, I say we always use the the waiver every single week. I'd be I say very rarely I would not have at least a couple of things in. Um, I'd normally try because you struggle to get I say sixteen players you actually like. I normally keep a defender or two spot, normally a midfielder spot as well, just a stream, mm-hmm. just a stream weekly for fixtures. Um, and when you when you if you're in the bottom half of the league, you can tend to play the week that's in front of you. If you're at the, if you're in the top five of sixteen, you've got almost do your waivers for the week, net the week after. Yes, yeah. Because you who you want, you just have to. So you always have to play a week week ahead of yourself, or even four weeks. If you see, you know, someone's got a double in two weeks' time, I'll pick the player up now, even if you want them, um, just so you're in place. Yeah, I mean, I found um, myself and others doing that in our ten-team league. So yeah, you must have to be sort of two, three, four weeks ahead um, a lot of the time. Just see, and and it's funny the sort of players that you're even talking about. It's just absolute rubbish, you know. But you're still trying to get them in like three weeks ahead, like getting in, you know, the Crystal Palace centre back or or something like that because they've got a nice fixture swing coming up in three weeks' time. But um, yeah, I mean, how would the how would the other managers describe you. What would they say was the was your trick to how well you've performed over the years? Oh, I get a lot of stick. <laughs> uh, weasel, get that quite a bit. Um, spineless, uh, yeah, because they think I always have to get people with trades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, always got hidden agenda. Like I think I found out someone's injured. That's why I'm trying to trade them. I was like, no, I just want to trade them. I just want your player. <laughs> <laughs> the guy He's I had on con man. the guy I had on yesterday Nikolai said that his league um, call him the, the Rayola because he's always always trying to trying to nap, trying to nap their guys. So I mean, there's definitely a theme emerging there. I mean, I think my league. I'm not I'm not much of a wheeler dealer, but I'm definitely known as a bit of a dictator and uh, sort of have a bit of a, a reign of menace when I'm on top and just sowing. Um, you know, seeds of doubt in everyone, just throwing random names up on the WhatsApp group, just trying to create a bit of chaos, really. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, there's always the sort of the, the few messages of saying how badly someone's playing and just because you've sort of got your eye on them. So you've got to make everyone else think they're crap and then, and then you try and trade for them. <laughs> yeah. So the yeah. mind games. Yeah, I love the mind games. It's half the battle. 
Um, is there anything you're going to be doing differently this year? Not just draft day, but just for the season in general? Have you sort of said maybe you're not going to trade as much? You're going to trade more or just think, well, I came first last year, so I'll just carry on doing what I was doing? Last year, I really went for the strikers because they're such a premium because it's so easy just not have a striker. Yeah. Um, so I sort of really targeted them early in the draft. And I thought at draft night, I thought I'd done pretty well. I had Jimenez and Chris Wood. And I thought I'd be all right. <laughs> turned out, you know, absolute terrible seasons, really. Yeah. Um, by their standards. So I, I'm not too fussed. I'm not, I don't. I don't care about the goalkeeper. I don't. I'm not really going to worry. I think the powerful positions are your defenders and your midfielders, um, unless you get a Kane or you know a Haaland. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm not too fussed about the rest of the strikers. Really, I'm, I'm quite happily have Solank, Mitrovic, Tony, one of the Forest guys, mm-hmm. um, and try and go all in on the, the premium defenders. You, you, you know, quite, as long as I get if I get a City defender or James Chilwell. Um, Perisic, someone like that, and then you know, just one gun midfielder. I think someone like Sterling's gonna be, be like, I think he could be right up there with the, the Stons and even Stalas this season if he if he plays 35 games for Chelsea. Hmm. Um, so try and try and get really get the powerful players in the midfield and defense and just get a, a striker that plays. I don't really care if they're any good, just one that plays every week. So that'll be the tactic, I think, is not not be obsessed by wasting an early pick on a bang average striker. Yeah. And I can imagine just having guys, well, we know just having guys playing is, is a massive source of points. And I guess in a 16 team league week to week, there's probably quite a lot of the teams that don't have a full playing 11 um, from the guys that they've got. Yeah. And that's one of the things that, yeah, the biggest mistakes people make is not having the full, your full team out. It's just, just make sure even, I say so I've got no time for holding injured players, but say someone will hold them for a month on like months. It's just just get rid of them, get mm. someone who plays. Um, but yeah, I, I always try and on draft night is to go for, you know, I'd rather get the player who plays for Brighton, who's going to play every week, than you know someone with a high upside like Pulisic. I'd, I'd rather have Trossard than Pulisic, and like just someone mm. who's going to play every week. A team's talisman from a lower team. People like Zaha, I, I, you know, I rate them over. I mean, if you look at the points scored, like people like Amy Zaha's and that, they're always up there with the Man City midfielders. Maybe not points per game, but over the, over the season, because they play every game, they're always up there with them. So yeah. you don't go for the flashy names so much. Um, yeah, just get your players on the pitch every week is, is, is a big thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, the other thing I was going to ask: Do your does your league have any sort of added rules that you guys have added as an extra layer, or is it a bit of a free for all and just whatever the game lets you do, you, you crack on with? Well, we have a, a rule that uh, you're not basically not talk about the way in the WhatsApp. Group. You know, mm-hmm. I to put any names in there. If you, if okay. you put a name, you get, you get kicked out of the WhatsApp group for hours, <laughs> and then repeat, repeat offenders get more. But so so you, you can't tip off. So like, if if you're if like back in the league and their keepers got injured or something, and there's just one on the what, you know, you're not allowed to say, "Oh, to the third place, I'll pick a goalkeeper so he can't have one," sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Or if there's first like a hidden gem, you can't like just say who it is. Um, although every now and again, one one slips out and <laughs> or someone does it on purpose to try and try and cause a stir. Yeah. Um, but no, that's 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 about it. We got we got a few like obviously we have like a, we used to have a trade committee so. If there was a trade, we 
had to basically people got everyone's got to agree to put it through mm-hmm. um just to stop you know some dodgy dealings yes <laughs> to stitch yeah. people up or to, you know you don't want you don't want Salah getting trained for like Milohojevic do you but um that's the sort of just to stop that sort of thing but that mm. I mean no one really wants to sabotage that whole season um so it doesn't really happen to be honest oh, um, yeah but we yeah. haven't really got any. Just whoever finishes bottom of the league's got to buy a round at the end of the season, do. But you know that's, that's just a you know just a league tradition more than the rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I guess that's a pretty expensive round, isn't it, for fifteen blokes? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's when you don't want to lose, but yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's the buying the drinks. It is the humiliation that's that's worse. Yeah, yeah. No, I can. I mean, your your WhatsApp rule. I think if we had that in ours, I'd pretty much be just out of the WhatsApp group full time with the amount of names I'm I'm dropping on there so I'm glad we haven't got that um, Nikolai the guy I chatted with you yesterday um, their league don't allow trades I think he said after game week 30 they lock it down oh really yeah they just lock it down so no one can do anything a bit dodgy towards the back end which I thought was a bit um, bit harsh but it's, it, it works for them yeah because that's like a, a time that's when you make your like that's, mm, that's moving that's time in the season that's why I, I yeah, that's what, yeah. I got a couple in season that made a big difference because I was behind. I just had to make a gamble on a couple, but yeah, that's sort of. I said like first, they didn't have trades mm. um, on the on the app, and say so it's made it made it a hell of a lot better having them. Um, just because you can sort of just just keep sending a few out, just you know, hopefully you get lucky with one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the 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 main rule that. I think it's been a big factor in our league is to do with the transfer window. Cause obviously the, you know, the transfer window still rolls up to like game week three or four usually. Um, so yeah, we have, it's, yeah, it's quite long this season. It's a month in this. Yeah. So, so we, for the last couple of years have had, um, an embargo on wavering in any of the new sign-ins until the transfer window shut. And then, so that waiver window, whenever it is game week four or five, whenever the next one is, it's then a free for all, but it just means that whoever's bottom of the league, like last year, can't pick up like Lukaku and then Ronaldo when they sign in, in successive weeks, just because they had a couple of ropey weeks right at the beginning. Um, yeah, yeah, we that's... did something similar to that last year. Um, I'm not sure whether we do it this year or not, but, but we basically, because Lukaku was pretty much done, and Adam Armstrong was done, but they weren't on the site. Um, so we said, like, we put down, like, if you draft Dane Scarlett from the first waiver, you can get yeah. Lukaku free pass. Uh, Dane Scarlett is Lukaku, basically. Yeah. Um, so there were, I do like the idea of, I've seen it on other draft leagues do it, where you say you do basically, like, pick a load of players that aren't going to play. Um, and then you say, transfer window priority one two three and you can use that whenever you want to call in if a player gets transferred in and he's on the thing you say right i'll use my priority one now and no one else can get that player mm-hmm. oh so so it's not linked to a specific player it's just just a player yeah yeah a player so you could you know and then like second priority third priority and then say so a player can go on and first priority says no, i don't want him Second priority says, "Oh, I love him actually," and then that's his priority gone. Mm. Um, so just picking dead players to to use as to substitute others because yeah, it does become a bit of a farce. That's one thing that does bug me with uh, official FPL is is that you can't. Um, it's it's the it's the fact that it's the handicap priority to the bottom of the mm. league all the time. Yes, yeah. every year 
bottom of the league at Christmas always gets out because they get a first or second round pick or two. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, Coutinho was a big one, wasn't he, last last uh, Christmas? I think he came in and um, did pretty well. Coutinho, yeah, and then and then you could get like Coutinho and then Diaz, Kulosevsky. Mm, yeah. yeah. They all came at the same time, didn't they? And it was, yeah, a good one to be near on to pick up those boys. So, uh, say other leagues do it sort of the like a, as a priority. So you basically reverse draft order, 16th place, you get first pick of the waivers, but you can use your priority whenever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and so through the league sort of thing. Um, but it does make when the free agents hit an absolute free for all of everyone, yeah. fresh try and get them. <laughs> so that, 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 that does have its downsides, but um, yeah. I suppose we've done it so far. So it's just how it is. So I thought we get now is people trying to finish bottom, or trying to finish bottom at the start of the season, people trying to finish bottom at Christmas when they're seeing it's going against them. So just putting all the good players on the bench and trying to mop up the transfer window. Yeah, we, we've had that. We've had that. We call it doing a sabo and we've got a, a prolific self-saboteur in our, our league. Um, he, he's so good at it, he finished bottom this year. So. <laughs> That's justice, that is. It is justice. Um, anyway, looking ahead to this year then, what, what are you, you know, who, who you're hot on, who you're cold on for the, for the draft? Who have you got up in your head already for, for draft day? Um, obviously... Obviously, if I was first pick tomorrow, it would be salary of the other week, especially now he signed a new contract. Yeah. Um, you know, the top boys, Kane, Son, the obvious ones, really. But I'm really sort of prioritising. I think I was always a bit wary about going to defend the first pick, but I'm more than happy to pick up Trent Robertson, you know, all these guys in my first 16. I want, if, if season, if standard formation of, Three at the back with wing backs, and I'll be James and Chilwell also be in the top sixteen. Mm-hmm. So I'm sort of go after the go after the wing backs because they're not wing backs; they're pretty much like forwards when they when the ball yeah. so high up the pitch. Um, so yeah, really sort of hot on them. Um, yeah, and to say the the wingers, I, I, I do like Diaz. I'm a little bit unsure on Kulusevski this year, just because of Richard and that sort of puts me off a little bit. Mm. Um, with the playing with the playing time side of things, um, but also I think the World Cup's going to play a big factor. And I think picking players that aren't in the World Cup is going to do do well. That's why I think if you get Salah, he's even well with that because he's going to have a, a nice break. Mm. Same as Haaland, he gets a nice break. He's think Norway are in it. Um, so I'm probably going to have a look as that aren't going to be in the World Cup and try and get five of them in or something and just try mm. and keep all of them because at least I know they're not. And, and there's a chance people like, you know, some of the players are going to have half an hour on it, aren't they, when it comes around? Whether they are going to take their foot off the gas. Um, yeah. Just don't want to get injured. Uh, yeah, I, yeah you definitely. Know, I, I think it'd be some, some team, some players' priorities, they're going to really be thinking about it. Um, and it's quite it's quite a nicely timed break, isn't it, in the season, just before the just before Christmas. Is, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. What, what about you? Go for the players in it, or not? Not worry about it. Just play as normal. Yeah, I mean to be honest, um, I've not given it too much thought. Um, it's yeah, but it's, I think it's it's interesting. There could be definitely some guys taking their their foot off the gas in the run up to it. I'm I'm, I'm thinking of Harry Kane in particular. Those, <laughs> yeah, that's you know, what I was thinking of. Yeah, those. those <laughs> but no, we'd rather win the World of England. 
Yeah, he probably would. And I mean, those those Weetabix ankles are due a bit of a snap, aren't they? <laughs> he's, been, he's been pretty lucky for the last year or so. But yeah, he is he is due a little rest. But um, yeah, obviously, you mentioned uh, Kulusevski and obviously Richarlison's come in now. Do you just see Richarlison being a bit of like rotational with all of them? Or do you think he's going to end up first 11? I think he's going to end up first 11. I, I... I could see him, you know, playing over, starting over twenty-five games this season. Um, so part of me wonder whether they'd shove Kulusevski down the wing back because he can play there, mm. um, and I wouldn't mind seeing it because I would like to see all your best players on the pitch. Um, so yeah, I have to. Oh, I think it's have to see the pre-season and see what happens in that, and then yeah. you sort of have a bit of an idea. Um, obviously, it's not too much of a pre-season this year, really. It's, it's quite a quick turnaround. Um, but as, as I say. There's other teams you want to look at as well as Man United. I've, you know, probably wouldn't touch him with a barge pole, but for the only player of interest is maybe maybe Sancho. Hmm. But I want to see pre-season. I didn't think he was that great last year, but maybe with the new manager and you know, might turn up. I think if they bring Ronaldo, that makes Fernandez interesting as well. Whereas if Ronaldo, you know, if Ronaldo was staying, I wouldn't touch him with a barge pole. But without Ronaldo, he looks good again. Yeah. So they're they're I think a team to watch in pre-season because. Well, they can't be last year, can they? Yeah, no, you'd assume not. But I think, yeah, Sancho's really interesting because you think now, second season, this is really, he's got to do it now, hasn't he? If he's not, if he doesn't do it this year, then um, then people are really going to start start doubting him. Um, I'm pretty cold on, on Rashford. There's a bit of talk on Martial maybe getting Weedle back into the into the team, yeah. Um, he's, I say he's, and, he's, and he's an elusive forward as well. Yeah. Um, in the game, so that if if he came in, that he'd definitely become a, a popular option. Yeah, I mean, defensively, I'm I'm nowhere near him. No, no, no. They'd have to be a, a sort of severe turnaround for, but I can't see that happening. To be honest, I say yeah. I, I think Arsenal will be interesting again this year. I think I think Jesus is an easier easier top sixteen pick this year because he's going to start every game for him probably. Yeah. Well, actually, I think Saka probably still be on penalties, but I think he's him and Saka, are the, you know, two standouts for Arsenal. Um, I think, I say, I'm not too fussed in their defence, but I think the you know forwards and midfielders are, are pretty good option. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think I think anyone with you know, the plays wing backs are good as well. I think I think Leicester could be good this year. I think they're a team to look out for. No Europe, so your Madisons and that look. Even more attractive with Bayern's, and whoever they play fullback is going to be pretty good as well. I think Justin Pereira's and Castanias. So I think they're a team to sort of keep an eye on pre. Yeah, yeah. So say they obviously haven't signed anyone. So there's a bit of rumours. You know, they don't like Rogers there anymore, and it could get a bit stale. But and how long can Vardy go on for? Yeah, well, we keep saying it. I mean, I've, I think I've drafted Vardy last couple of years now, and it's one of them where, like, when you when you're putting your list together before the draft, you're like, well, he's, surely Vardy's got to be dipping now. He's got to be dipping this year. He's got to be dipping this year. This is why I'd be I'm a bit scared of him. Yeah, last season on draft day, it just ended up where I think I was sort of eighth maybe in in the draft, and it was coming back around in in the second round, so it was getting to like the 14th, 15th pick. I got Sterling and he was still there and I just thought, yeah, my heart was telling me, no, he's done. But like my head's saying, well, these numbers are still pretty mad. He's like finishing the top 
two or three strikers in the game every year. So I took him and obviously missed loads loads of last season with injury, but still put up a pretty pretty decent tally in the end. So yeah, maybe without Europe. Yeah, exactly. So if he's only playing once a week and they're probably gonna be like the Dakers and that in the cup, if he can keep himself I reckon he could, you know, could get a twenty goal season. But the problem is, it's just the risk, isn't it? You know, if he gets injured, it's, he's older now, so it takes mm. a lot longer to recover. Everyone was yeah. worried about Antonio last year, and he played the whole season. And it's just luck of the draw, isn't it, I suppose? But yeah, I think he looks after himself, so there's every chance he... But I'm just a bit scared of picking him. Yeah. But, but hey, maybe... I'm not sure he'd be a top 16 for me, but, you know, after that, I think if, if he's there, it's hard, to, like you say, not to pick him. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he's on the edge there. But I think the fact that Dakar and Iheanacho are pretty decent means they don't have to run him ragged and play him 90 minutes every week either. Like, they can, you know, if they're winning or, you know, the game's not too bad, they can definitely bring him off 60, 70 minutes and give him a give him a breather and bring one of those guys on. I think they're pretty decent, to be honest, as well. So, um, you know, if he does if he does get injured, they're, they're, they're decent options as well. Um what about the other end? Who do you think is going to struggle this year? I've got I've got Everton to struggle again. I think the newly promoted sides will find it hard. Um, is there anyone else you're a bit bit cold on generally? Yeah, I think Southampton will go down. Interesting. Yeah, I just think I just I say I watched them last year and they and they, and they beat Spurs three two. I thought, God, this team looked good, <laughs> really good. And then after that, they literally just fell off a cliff, and they're so bad at the back. Um, Obviously, Roger's gone, um, and they, they signed a few young lads. But it's, you know, you never really know what they're going to do. Obviously, they turned out all right last, but well, they nearly got they were saying only a few points safe at the end. So I think they'll struggle. I think Wolves will struggle because um, they've let go of Fabio Silva, and you know, I thought he was probably going to be pushing Jimenez this year with mm. how he played last year. So Wolves can't score goals. Um, so I think that's going to. Be a, I think I think they're going to be. I think they're a team to avoid the attacking options, and maybe, you know, the wing backs aren't two bad options. Mm-hmm. But I think Wolves, Southampton. I don't really like Southampton midfielders. I, I, apart from your mate Che Adams, I don't really think and there's anyone <laughs> I pick from Southampton. I, maybe the goalkeeper if, if I had to pick someone at the end. But no, I, I think I'd rather. I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure on Fulham. I think I need to watch a bit of them. But I think they've made a few handy signings, mm. and so have Leeds. So I think there's a few unknown players at Fulham and Leeds that might be interesting. Yeah, it feels different this season. Fulham coming up to when they came up two years ago, they just they were just clearly out of their depth from from week one. It never really turned around this season. I don't know. It just feels that. They're a bit, you know, they're, they're actually signing some defenders. They haven't just got like a championship level defence, which they seem to have, they seem to just always bring into the Premier League and, and leave it, um, and then get on the end of a few four nils, five nils, and just can't score enough goals to to get themselves out of it. But yeah, and um, the other team, I think Bournemouth might be quite decent at the back. I've got a feeling that Parker is quite a defensive manager, and I've, I've I think even like if you were a late draft pick and you had to pick up, say, their goalkeeper, it could be, I think it's Travers. Yeah, yeah. But I think they could be. I think they could be a hard team to to score past just because Parker's quite defensive. Hmm. Um. So, 
not that you'd really be too fussed about picking up a it's, it's sort of a team you can stream their defenders because no one's going to pick them on draft day. No. Um, but there might be a team to watch because if you can keep it tight. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's probably the team, the teams, yeah, the teams I'll definitely avoid is probably Wolves, Everton, apart from Gordon. Yeah, I think Gordon's decent. Um, I think this could be decent as well again this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I say so there's always a, a, a biggish team sort of fall down a bit and a Brentford second season syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. They sort of, um, they've got a bit of a Sheffield United vibe to them, you know, did really well in that first season and then didn't really strengthen and, and it just, everyone sussed them out and it fell apart, but I hope I'm wrong because I quite like Brentford. Um, Yeah. So do I, I hope Ericsson stays there, but yeah, it's not looking likely. I said anyone, but Man United really. Yeah. Um, to finish off then, should we talk Spurs? Yes. Yep. I mean, we've got to be hoping for, for third spot this year, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's got to be the minimum aim. And, you know, I think that's the minimum aim is to get third and to close the gap on Liverpool. Um, I, I think City will romp it. Um, but I think we can have a go at getting to Liverpool. I think, there's, you know, they, I think they're going to come up a bit short and set in the field this year, Liverpool. Mm. Um, so I think they're a bit vulnerable, vulnerable there. A few, the, 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 they're getting on a bit. Um, I yeah. just worry about us playing two games a week. I don't know what you think because la- every last year we were awful when we played midweek. Well, that's why we we're good end of the season. We played once a week. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I mean, the squad's looking a little bit longer in the legs now. It depends who who leaves before before the season starts, but. I think it's centre back. I know we've just signed um, Lengler, haven't we, from Barcelona? Yeah, but um, I'm not. I, I see him more as a. I don't know if he's seen as someone that's going to come into eleven, but he's not been great at, at Barca the last couple of years. But I still think we're. Yeah, I looked. I looked at a few reviews. You know, <laughs> and like all the Barca fans, and I like, can't wait for him to go. Oh so yeah, yeah. I was yeah, a bit yeah. concerned of it. I know, yeah, it's good riddance from them. But yeah, I think we're still a little bit short of centre back. Um, we've obviously got. We've got a couple of um, options, both wing backs now. If you count Emerson Royal in there, it'd be interesting actually if Kulisevsky can can do a job at right wing back. I think centre mid. If if Skip carries on doing a right, we've probably got two men for each spot there now. And then up top, I think that I still I don't know. I guess Lucas Mora does a job on a on a Wednesday night if we need him to. Um, yeah. You know, obviously Bergwijn's gone now, which I think is a shame because I, I do quite like. I quite yeah, like I, I like Bergwijn. it as well. But I get, I think from his point of view, if you see Richarlison coming in, he's basically you, isn't he? He's he's like he's doing exactly the job you're doing, and clearly, when you sign someone for sixty odd million, he's going to be ahead of you in the in the pecking order. But I think he'll do really well back in the Dutch league. I think he'll he'll really crack on there. But um, yeah, I think maybe just one other attacker. What do you reckon? Well, I think Jed Spence is going to come in the white wing back. Yes, yeah. I think that's 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 going to happen. Um, but I could almost see that they are trying to build almost two elevens. But I say, like you say, with depth at centre half, not that you know people like rode on a Tanganga or that, but I don't think they'll get a look in. To be honest, I think obviously Winks, the Celso, and Dombley have got to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, get them off the wage bill as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, but 
I think we are going to need to really use that squad because people like like Perisic isn't a they play every game, mm-hmm. um, which is almost a little bit of a work on picking him up on draft night. Um, he might have to do the um, handcuff, which I quite like, is to get Sessegnon as well. If you yeah. pick up yeah. Perisic, just have Sessegnon and start them both every week. Because I, I say I thought he was a bit unlucky, Sessegnon, that we did sign Perisic. He was flying into the season, um, really improved. Yeah, to be honest, I don't think it's any disrespect to Sessegnon, to be fair. I think Reguillon's clearly... I, I, no one rates him. I don't rate him, to be fair. Um, and I, yeah, I don't. I don't think it's any. Sure as well, isn't yeah, I think so. But yeah, I don't, I don't think it's any real slight on Sessignon. I think it's just look, we're built, trying to build two elevens. Um, at least we're not signing. I mean, if we were signing like a Jed Spence type on the left, I could see why he'd be pretty pissed off. But I think you know, you, you look at Perisic with his, his age and experience. There's he's clearly not a long term option no he's only Uh, one year one two years yeah exactly so i think from from sessignon's point of view is probably not the worst bloke to bring in um and with the five subs i reckon he'll get a decent amount of game time especially towards you know the end of games when when the other team's a bit ragged bring bring sessignon on and it's not really the kind of bloke you want to see come on if you're that that opposing right back yeah so i'm interested to see what his first choice set midfield is because i don't have a clue what he's going to do i really don't no, I think it will probably start as it has done for now. I think we'll kick the season off with Hoybjerg and Ben Tanker, but um, I could I could see Bissouma probably displacing Hoybjerg before long. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought that. I thought uh, Hoybjerg was, I thought he was pretty awful, and then end of the season he was one of our better. He really turned a corner mm. um, in the second half of the season. So yeah, he's I say that, and I say. Ben Tankar, he's Rolls Royce at the fielder. I think there could be, I think there'll be a few times when we play all three of them. Yes, yeah, I do too. I think so. That could be something else to look out for as well, which, you know, just go Son and Kane up front. Yeah, Man City home and away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think we can um, continue the record against them again. <laughs> no, we've, uh, yeah, we, we, we don't owe, uh, we're not owed anything there from them, are we, in the last few we years? We do a few spankings. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, so looking pretty, it'd be nice to have a bit of a cup run and actually win a cup. I want to win something, it's just to get a monkey off the back, isn't it, really? Yeah, it just it just shuts that that line of uh, argument down, doesn't it, from everyone else? Yeah, yeah. But I say it's not winning it. Obviously, the trophies. But they, if you look at where the trophies have been going over the last two years, that is pretty. It's dominated by the big teams: mm. Chelsea's, Man City's, Liverpool. It's not as if lower teams are picking them up, and we're not. It's just we're just not quite as good as them. Yeah, and to be fair, it's dominated by like the three teams you just mentioned. All of them for the last decade have had probably not Liverpool quite that long but they've pretty much had two solid 11s so that they can fully you know take the cups pretty seriously and put out a decent second string whereas we've always had to sort of half and half it haven't we there'd be like you know we'd go to bloody Tranmere on a Thursday night and we'd still have Harry Kane playing or um, you know Lloris in goal and it would always be not a full full B team but I think this year we'll definitely see um, a lot more less familiar faces getting wheeled out for those cup games. The, the problem was that the, the B team wasn't capable of beating these lower sides, was it? So yeah, we always yeah, exactly. To get bailed yeah. out by the. I think that's partly um, partly what Conte's probably made happen since he's come in. He's probably made it pretty clear 
to uh, to Levy that you know if you do want these nice shiny things, then then you do need you need, you need twenty two decent players really to to compete. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a, a step in the right direction, and that's why I think sort of Chelsea have been a bit reactive now with the players they're getting in because I think they've probably seen the business that Spurs and Arsenal are doing. I think we need to get in on this as well, sort of thing. Yeah, I think Rudiger's a big miss for them. Yeah, um, he was the you know the guy I used to love to hate, but he was I thought he's pretty he's pretty class as as defenders go, and he's going to be a big miss for them. Yeah, because they haven't really got any defenders in. I quite like that Chalaba. I think he's decent, but could almost do with really good next to him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think they'll 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 pull some seventy eighty million defender out of the bag before long. I'm, I won't be too surprised. No, I say how long can Thiago Silva keep going on for? Well, yeah, another year apparently. But, um, Right, before we wrap up, is there anything else you wanted to add? Any areas we haven't sort of covered? I think we've um, covered everything there. Gone, yeah. yeah, no, all good. Pretty much gone round the house, all good. Probably, probably, probably bored everyone with Tottenham chat, but... Oh, they're, yeah, they'll have switched off by then, so that's all right. That's why I <laughs> <to> the end. <laughs> uh, right, well, thanks very much, Andy, for, for joining for this. It's been a, a real real nice chat. Um, as a thank you for um, for doing this pod you probably haven't had a chance to properly have a look yet, but as mentioned at the beginning, obviously a big relaunch on the website. It's a lot more slicker um, and it's going to a paid model in order to keep it running. But for you taking the time out to do this this evening, we're going to give you a season for free on the new site. Ah, magic. Thank you very much. So you can be uh, an early tester and advocate and uh but you can't complain too much because we're giving it to you for free <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah, yeah brilliant thank you so i'll drop you a message soonish um letting you know how you can get on there for free so don't go and sign up otherwise we'll start taking your money but uh yeah and i guess you probably won't want to promote it too much to your league mates at the moment because they'll hear all the guys that you're going to draft <laughs> yeah it's true <laughs> Which is the, it's our classic, uh, it's, it's the, the main issue we have as like draft content creators is that no one wants to share <laughs> any of the stuff that we do or, or any of the podcasts because they don't want any of their mates to hear it as well. So yeah, we understand. So that's Guest Pod 2 in the bag. Absolute pleasure chatting to uh, Andy and I'm sure you all enjoyed that conversation as well. Um, and I've got no doubt that we will be catching up again at some point in the future and we can see how he's been getting on this year. Um, so yeah, that's it for this one. Um, as I said at the top, make sure you've uh, gone and had a little look around draftfc.co.uk. Um, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. Um, the next guest pod will be dropping in just a couple of days time and uh, then we'll be getting into the all-important draft ranking uh, podcast. So I'm going to do one um, by each position. So I'll start with the goalkeepers um, and then move through the defenders, midfielders, and finally the forwards um, so that you're fully up to scratch before draft day. But the uh, the best way to be fully um, prepared for the all-important draft day is to head over to draftfc.co.uk and sign up and you'll be able to get those vital, vital global draft rankings which is an amalgamation of all the drafts that have taken place around the world you'll get to see my full unedited list um, depending on your league size from all the way down from a two-person league all the way up to the biggest 16 team leagues and if you combine all of that with your own thoughts and your own rankings 
Um, there's not really much else you can do ahead of the big day. So uh, best of luck with all your ongoing preparation and as always, stay shook. <laughs>